your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello, this is Catherine, your host. Do you have magic words? Well, today's guest sure does. She has an extensive career in the entertainment business. She's written scripts, slapstick comedy, had a leading role in a TV pilot, and played Tess on Modern Family. Today, she is working with entrepreneurs in every industry that needs words to tell a story. And that is pretty much everybody. She is in the copyright business and the business of word coaching. Well, I did not even know what that was, but I do now. Pretty much, word coaching is learning how to connect what you want to say with words. Magic words. Kelsey Foremost. I am looking at such a wonderful smile in front of me, and this is Kelsey Foremost, and her last name actually used to be Italian. (laughs) So for all of my Italian listeners, her ancestry goes back to Formosa, and yes. when, yeah, and they, the name like mine, Praisewater, was changed when our ancestors arrived at Ellis Island. So, yeah, interesting <laughs> little bit of background there. And mine was actually Lobwasser; it was German. So, yes, and uh, they just decided at Ellis Island that Formosa was too hard to pronounce for some reason. <laughs> they just added that T at the end, but it makes for a nice joke at cocktail parties. I can say I'm Kelsey first and foremost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really just annoy people with the pun <laughs> right off the bat. Well, it's so great to have you here on your positive imprint, Kelsey foremost. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. And you are sitting over there in Los Angeles, California. Yes, correct. Beautiful, sunny LA. Well, I'm happy to have you. And I want to, first of all, before we get to your magical words, (laughs) I want to talk about a little bit about you because you have an exciting, kind of eccentric, wonderful background that I would love for you to share coming from a very shy child who has broken through the mold. (laughs) That's right. So a lot of people are really shocked to discover when they meet me that I was an extremely shy child. And I actually still consider myself an introvert in many ways. But my parents were kind of at a loss for how to help me socialize with other kids my age, especially in that early elementary school time that is so formative for many children. And they tried signing me up for sports and camps and after-school programs, and nothing was sticking. And kind of as a last-ditch effort, they were like, maybe she'd be into theater. I mean, (laughs) she's super shy, so maybe if we shove her on stage and put her in in front of a bunch of people – Maybe that'll do the trick. (laughs) And for some reason, it did. And I was uh, in fourth grade, and I was in a production of The Wizard of Oz, and I got cast as the Munchkin Mayor, and I never (laughs) looked back. And uh, ever since then, theater kids have been my community. It's amazing. It's such a wonderful community of people. I think we all enjoy telling stories and that's really what brings people in performing and theater and film together. So I continued on that path for a very long time. I 
did theater and eventually film. I worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company at one point. Uh, I was living in New York, working off Broadway for a while. And then while I was in New York, I fell in with this group called College Humor. It's an online, it's a, it sound, it is what it sounds like. It's, it's very <laughs> fun, slapsticky um, sketch comedy. And I got into writing and the film side. And there was something that clicked in my brain where I thought, oh my gosh, I can tell the jokes too. I can make up the stories too. And I can steer the conversation if I'm on the writer side uh, a little bit more than just staying as a performer. So I really got into writing scripts and uh, doing a lot of sketch comedy. And then I had some family events, some tragedy that brought me back to the West Coast where I'm from, San Diego. And I was at home for a while and I made the decision as I feel like everybody has these big turning point moments in their life, right? Where you're sort of faced with this crossroads and you're like, okay, I can go on the path that I thought I was supposed to be on, which for me was theater in New York, Broadway, that trajectory, or I can pivot into something completely unknown and scary but that feels a little more right. And so I ended up taking that path and moved to Los Angeles in order to stay close to my mom, uh, who, is, who is still in San Diego. At the, and um, I moved to Los Angeles completely blind, didn't know a soul, had no job, nowhere to live, and just decided everything was going to be okay. <laughs> 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 and, you know, there were definitely some some darker days, but I found a great network of people and I really did my best to sort of figure out what it was that made me happy about being in the industry. And five years later, I'm still here and I'm happier than I've ever been being able to find my own path rather than following the path I thought that I was supposed to follow. That is so wonderful. And, and in Los Angeles, in LA, well, you found employment. Mm -hmm, yes. And you were on, on a sitcom, the pilot sitcom. Yes, yes. My first job in LA, I read a posting online that they were looking for a female lead for a pilot presentation of a show called Love Dumb. And it was <laughs> a great friend comedy, kind of similar to How I Met Your Mother, if you were ever into that. And I drove in my... Well, yes, because Neil Patrick Harris is from New Mexico. Oh, so <laughs> Love NPH. His Twitter is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I borrowed my mom's car because I didn't have a car. I drove up from San Diego, drove onto the CBS lot with stars in my eyes, thinking like, what on earth am I doing here? Like on this famous Hollywood lot drove up and just decided, okay, I, they let me in for some reason. So here we go. <laughs> and before I pulled the car out of the parking lot, they called me and told me I had the job. So that was my very, very first job in LA. And I ended up driving with, in my mom's car, again, commuting to film that pilot. And while I was there, I met my now best friend in LA, Beth Triffin, who is also an actress and a content creator. And we uh, ended up living together, rooming together for, gosh, almost five years. We still live four blocks from each other. We're a little inseparable. 
but it was so wonderful to find another female friend in the industry. And that really got the ball rolling for the rest of my trajectory in Los Angeles. I'm happy for you and that you are happy. And that's always, that's just part of the cycle. And you chose this new path, which has brought not just happiness, but it also brought you into a new, absolutely new career path. You moved from, well, the yellow brick road, <laughs> Broadway, and now to magical words. Yes, I am so excited <laughs> about this new chapter. So a little bit more about how I kind of arrived to copywriting from the entertainment industry, because a lot of people ask me like, Kelsey, you were an actress, you've been on television, you've been in movies, you've written scripts with Oscar winners, like what made this pivot happen? The answer is that I got addicted to helping other people feel heard. So what I was finding, well, a little bit more of a background. So my best friend is in copywriting and I was looking for a way to sort of supplement my income in between the film projects. And she suggested it. She was like, you know, Kelsey, you write scripts, you tell stories. Why don't you try copywriting and see how it feels? And I tried it and I got completely addicted because I was meeting all of these amazing entrepreneurs, mostly women, who had these incredible messages that they wanted to share with the world. They had all these skills and all these adventures and, and ways that they wanted to connect with other women online, but they just didn't know how to say it and they didn't know how to do it. And so I found myself being more excited about copywriting and helping these entrepreneurs on their path then I was about sort of the Hollywood world and the whole Me Too movement was going on. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to really commit to this and see what happens. And, you know, a year later, here I am, and I've built this business, Magic Words Copywriting. And I'm so happy every day. I mean, they say, you know, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. I say, do what you love and you'll work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but you'll be happy working. <laughs> So. Right, right. <laughs> Good words of wisdom, and they, they hold true. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about uh, what you're working on with your find your magic behind. Well, well first, let's, let's back up. Explain to the listeners what it is that you are doing for the people that go to you with the copywriting. Absolutely. So if you've never heard this word before, copy is any words that you use to sell or market what it is you offer. So that can be anything from your social media captions to the words on your website, to emails and welcome sequences, anywhere that you use words to represent yourself to your online audience, that's copy. So what I do is I come in and I tell entrepreneurs how to best optimize the words that they're sharing to accurately portray who they are, what they offer, and why it's important. So it's all about really clarifying for people why they're in business, who they want to connect with, what the message is that they want to share with the world. And then I help them put that into words. So that's what copywriting is. And that's what magic <laughs> words copy is. So that's the 
the kind of the baseline, the foundation, the bread and butter of my business. All right. So now you're taking that and now you're kind of doing, you're adding more and more and more to this plate of yours. So now you're looking at find your magic behind the scenes of online entrepreneur and how it affects mental health and life balance. I want to hear about yes, this. Yes, <laughs> I am so excited about this. So as I started to meet more entrepreneurs, again, mostly female entrepreneurs who are getting started out, a lot of people feel really overwhelmed and they also feel a lot of imposter syndrome, which means why do I deserve this? Who am I to do this? Oh um, my. What, like, why would anybody listen to me? I hear that over and over and over with my copywriting So clients. why do you think that is? So I think that because the way, because of the way that we are trained to present ourselves professionally, we're told that we have to be these experts. And in order for people to invest in us, then we have to have something of value to give them, which is true, but that doesn't make it doesn't make what we have any less valuable than the next person. A little bit more about what I mean by that is every single story has value. Every single person who is sharing something with the world has value. Oh, I completely yes, agree. Yes, I mean, that's what, what your entire platform is based on, which is why I was so excited to speak with you in particular, is because sharing your story is not only valuable, but necessary. Because what we have to do is connect with other people and share and support each other and build this community so that we can all be sharing our expertise and our knowledge with each other to move forward in a positive way. And so why I started Find Your Magic was because I really wanted to dive deeper into why women entrepreneurs were feeling this imposter syndrome. Why do we feel like we have to put ourselves down and say, oh, I'm sorry, but I need this, or, you know, is this okay? And trying to sort of make ourselves small in order to, I find that often women entrepreneurs make themselves small in order to appear more appealing. And in fact, it's the opposite, where if we own that we don't know something or we acknowledge that we have more to learn in a certain arena, that's what makes us strong. And that's what makes us attractive, not only as people, but as businesswomen. Um, so what Find Your Magic is going to be is uh, I'm creating the episodes right now. I'm filming them right now. They're going to be up on YouTube and essentially... I was so intrigued by this, this wave of women who were feeling all this inadequacy behind the scenes, but trying to present this like, I'm doing great, I swear, image on social media, especially, that I decided why not interview all of these amazing female entrepreneurs that I know in Los Angeles and beyond and talk to them about the behind the scenes stuff that nobody else is really talking about. So I talked to a woman who is a talent manager for YouTube talent. And she, on the surface, you look at her, she's got her own blog. She's got over 10,000 followers on Instagram and she's making all these YouTube videos. Her life looks great. She goes home at night and she 
constantly terrified that she doesn't have something of value to say or that she doesn't have enough followers or that other people are surpassing her in her field. Another woman that I speak with is uh, she's the founder of a law firm for women. And she talks about what kinds of things come through her door and her journey with finding a therapist because she felt like even though she had gone to law school, she didn't have anything of value to give her clients. And yet here she is running this incredibly well thought of law firm for women. So there's this through line that all of us have these skills and these um, very valuable stories to share with each other. And yet we're not sharing that when we go home at the end of the day, we feel incredibly vulnerable. We feel alone. We feel like we don't really know what we're doing. And so that's the conversation that I'm interested in having because to me, the core underneath the journey of creating your business is what is interesting and what's going to connect you in a meaningful way, not only to clients and customers, but to an incredible community of people who can support you in business and beyond. I have never thought about that. Mm. But there are times, you know, when I started the podcast, it was, you know, coming in and and I did. I literally had the same right. thoughts. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's this, this thing that connects all of us that nobody's talking about. Well, and it, it does need to be talked about because we are looking at something that does affect our mental mm. health and our life balance because there is that part of that vulnerability that is that could be somewhat healthy because we look at being vulnerable and when we don't want to be vulnerable we go and we reach farther and we reach farther and we work harder right. and we strive but then there's times when you're you're feeling so vulnerable that you are you could now this wasn't me thankfully but you could end up down a different path yeah. based on the mental effects of your feeling that way. I'm just, I'm listening to your words and I'm just taking it all in. And so how do you change that? I mean, talking about it is one thing, but how on earth, how can you connect that and then change that? Because there are still times, you know, of course that, you know, you still feel that way. Oh my gosh. Or at least I, do, I feel you know? it all and, the and, time. I feel it every day. I feel it in the middle of filming these episodes. I think, you know, I'm talking to this person and we're talking about vulnerability and, and, you know, all of the things that go along with it. And I'm literally in the back of my head thinking like, I need to take this advice. This is this is for me just as much as it is for my audience or everybody else. And it's so true. I really want to sort of piggyback on something that you were saying that it is very, the thing that I want people to, to get out of this is that there is that choice where you can be vulnerable and you can keep going versus feeling so vulnerable and alone that you just give up. And I think that that has quashed more dreams and businesses and valuable stories that could have been shared with the world because people felt that there was no space for that vulnerability. And so if we can open ourselves up to being vulnerable with each other and sharing that not everything is perfect, while still showing that you can deliver valuable information and stories, that's where the magic is. 
that crossroad. I love this. <laughs> well, you're already doing it. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, I hope I'm doing it. <laughs> but I, I do, and I think, you know, this is, I'm glad we connected. And, you know, listeners, the way we connected was Kelsey wrote something on Instagram about my podcast. And so I reached out to her and we kind of started having a conversation. And so that's, I mean, so you heard some, I don't remember which story it was. Yes. Um, back then. It, uh, but you know, I've listened to so many episodes at this point. I don't remember which one was the first one. <laughs> but it was, it's true. I mean, the internet is amazing, especially Instagram, because it can connect you with people all over the world who are like-minded and who can share values and expertise with you. I love it. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all of the amazing things that have come into my life because of social media. There is a darker flip side of it, though, where I call it comparisonitis, where, uh -oh. yeah, <laughs> where I can look at another person's social media presence and say, oh, their grid is prettier than mine, or, oh my gosh, they have 10 times the followers that I have. Why? You know, they, it's, it can, you can go down a rabbit hole, really, of comparing yourself to others online. And so that's why I think it's really important to actually reach out to people who you believe you connect with on an authentic, in an authentic way, which is why I reached out to you. And I just, I love what you're doing and you're putting such positive things out into the world and goodness knows the world needs more of it. <laughs> Uh, and it does. And well, I love what you're doing. You you said you have a blog or no, you, you're YouTube. Yes. So I do have a blog. My blog right now, it's uh, kelseyformos.com slash blog. And it's the magic words blog. And mostly the blog right now is centered around helping people um, use the tools that I use copywriting in order to grow their business. So it's a lot of free resources. It's a lot of sort of exploring different facets of running a business, um, usually with kind of a lens on how you use words to do that. But I also have a mailing list for people who are interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, or I am hopefully going to be launching uh, at the end of the summer an online course for copywriting, but also at the same time that I launch that course, I'm going to be launching Find Your Magic, which is going to be a YouTube series, but will also be on the blog. So you can find it in multiple ways. Basically, if you just sign up for my email list, you'll get updates on where to find all the things. And you can just pick your poison, whichever thing resonates with you. Happy to help however I can. Fabulous. And you have such a wonderful, sweet demeanor, Aww. but very... <laughs> very professional and dignified. Thank you. And that is so important. My mother will be very yeah. happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and your shyness, you've definitely broken through that mold and <laughs> have taken something that is a part that is going to be a greater positive imprint for, my gosh, the global community with the online entrepreneurship and how it affects mental health, life balance, and just the copywriting of words, magical words. I love that. So you have such a great networking community 
in in film where obviously script writers and even songwriters i mean it, it goes it can go on and on and on choreography you know written choreography <laughs> all of these these fields would need to look at magical words it's true and, i think that yeah. yeah i think that being in the entertainment industry really served me well because i'm looking at copywriting not just from a money-making perspective, which I feel like a lot of copywriters kind of come from that idea of like, how can I, which is definitely part of what I do. Like, how can I help change this person's words in order to make them more money? But where I'm really coming from is that entertainment and storytelling perspective. How do I tell this person's story in order to connect with something in, in the audience's gut and heart? So I am always uh looking to entertainment and the film industry and theater for inspiration um for ways to connect with people through storytelling and also it's just really fun like who doesn't who doesn't love you know sitting down and and hearing a story that they take with them that makes them think about their own life and how they live their own life it's great Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's inspirational. And you were, you, you mentioned earlier that you were a part of Modern Family. Yes, I was so thrilled um, to be able to be part of that show. That was one of the best projects, most fun projects I've ever done. And uh, not just because obviously it's, it's a very well known and well thought of show. But when I was on the set, one of the coolest things was that they really allowed freedom for expression. So Many of our scenes, yes, we had a script, but they really allowed room for play. And there was a lot of improv on set, um, improvising. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So Ty Burrell, who plays Phil Dunphy, is just the most fun person to work with. And he was coming up with one-liners like you wouldn't believe. It was it was like a master class in, in uh, improv- improvisation. So that was a particularly fun project for sure. Wow. And then you've done some script writing. And you mentioned earlier in the podcast something about Oscar scripts. Yeah. One of the most wonderful opportunities that I had in Los Angeles was I co-wrote a pilot with Ron Bass, who won the Academy Award for Rain Man. Oh, my yeah, goodness. That was Dustin Hoffman. And Tom Cruise. That's right. Hi. And Ron is a particularly interesting guy because he came to the industry late. And I think I'm always inspired by people who start at a later time because I think I think a lot of us are very reluctant to go down a new path or start a new career or really pivot our lives uh, because we feel, quote unquote, too old or that it's, quote unquote, too late to do that. And that's why I was so inspired working with Ron because he was a lawyer. He was a corporate lawyer for years and years and years. And then he just (laughs) wrote Rain Man in his, I believe he was in his forties and he won the Academy Award. So (laughs) yeah, I, uh, I worked on a pilot about the Me Too movement with Ron. It didn't end up selling, but it was an amazing experience to work with a master storyteller about that particular, that particular um, part of our industry's history, which be interesting looking back on in a few years (laughs) i guess i guess well your work with with him obviously and the others 
that really gave you the experience for magical words and finding your magic. Absolutely. And how to go about it. I think that's wonderful. So you're using your background as that great, great little uphold, your your background, your experience. Yeah, it's been an amazing foundation for moving into copywriting because it allows me to connect with people in a very different way than most copywriters do. And there is that element of just innate interest in the human experience. Because I think a lot of people in entertainment, especially writers, um, thing the thing that makes something so good is if an audience member is watching it and they think, oh my gosh, that really like brings something up for me, or I really connect with that, or that makes me think differently about someone in my life, uh, or that gives me pause, and even if it's subconscious. So that, that innate interest in what is going to make somebody connect to this on a very deep personal level so that my story is heard, that can be translated across every industry. And it's absolutely doable too. I think that one thing that a lot of people sort of shy away from writing, especially in business, is that they think first, either I don't have anything to say, or I have so much to say that I'm overwhelmed. And so it's getting to that nitty gritty of, well, what is the core human experience here? What am I trying to connect to? And that's all you got to say. You know, at the end of the day, that's all, that's all it is. It's just connecting. It's just telling your story and connecting. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And finding that path. That's great. Well, I have two quickie questions. So I know that you have a dream. This is a dream. (laughs) It's just so, so cute. But you dream of working with your absolute favorite <laughs> actor, Kelsey Grammer. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy we came back to that. Yes, that that's like my, you know, silly, but um, gosh, if I were gonna be able to work with any creator, I would love to work with Kelsey Grammer and also David Hyde Pierce. We had sort of spoken before we started the podcast that we're both Frasier nerds <laughs> and um, the delivery and the, the comedic timing while still having that incredibly real human element, they're, uh, they're geniuses. They're just, I mean, that could be a whole nother Truly. episode of this podcast. <laughs> uh. Well, and, and I just interviewed somebody, well, I don't like to call it interviews, I like to call it recorded conversations or oh, global conversations. Nice. So one of my global conversations with, was with Hua, who is a Nigerian spoken word performance poet. And she said, if you have dreams and they're not keeping you up at night, then you're not dreaming big enough. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great soundbite. Oh, I love that. It is. It is. And she's 21 years old. And my gosh, so wise for 21. Yes. And she said that. So uh, I hope Kelsey Grammer is keeping you up at night and keeping (laughs) your your dreams going. And and, uh, 
Yeah. That's so funny. Who knows? Maybe I'll write it. Maybe I'll try to write an episode of the Frasier reboot if it ever happens. Well, you said they're talking about it. so They are. They are. Oh, my gosh. I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> maybe you'll be invited to the premiere. Ah, <laughs> oh, shucks. That would be amazing. Yeah. But anyway, do you have any last inspiring words regarding magical words? I think what I would say, my biggest piece of advice to anyone who is struggling with how to communicate their message and their story is write how you talk. You don't have to stress out that you're saying things right or correct. Just write how you talk. Your story is valuable no matter how you tell it. And the next piece of advice that I would say is give yourself space for frivolous enchantment. You need to love what you're doing in order to maintain that work-life balance. So if you are finding that you're in a rut or you're running yourself ragged or you're overwhelmed by all these to-dos in your business... It is just as valuable to take a step back and reconnect with why you're doing what you're doing as it is to push forward and just achieve at any cost. Again, it is just as valuable to take a step back and reconnect with why you're doing what you're doing as it is to push forward at any cost. I think we lose sight of that way too often. It's something that I hope in my business, whatever direction my business takes me moving forward, I know that at the end of the day, what I really want is to help people connect not only to their audience, but to themselves. And so that's what I really hope moving forward for all of you listeners. You connect with yourself and connect with, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Kelsey, foremost, <laughs> you have been enchanting. You use that word, enchanting, and absolutely wonderful to speak with. Thank you for your global conversation here on Your Positive Imprint. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, now it's time for you to find your magic words. Thank you for listening to Kelsey Foremost. You can learn more about Kelsey by going to her website, kelseyforemost.com. Thank you to Chris Knoll for this inspiring music. Learn more about his music and career at chrisknoll.com. Get on my email list so you can be updated on featured guests as well as my podcast behind-the-scene notes. Sign up by going to yourpositiveimprint.com. You can also access all of my episodes from yourpositiveimprint.com or iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast venue. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, Your Positive Imprint. You can subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or right here, whichever platform you are listening from. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? It's free to subscribe. Subscribe now.